You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Liam Smith offers organic classic clothing styles for women and children with an East Coast flair. Think crisp blazers and traditional button-up shirts in an array of preppy spring colors. I talk with founder and designer Kylie about her life in the Midwest and how being a mommy made her finally make her dream of becoming a fashion designer a reality. Before we dive in, remember to follow at the Preppy Podcast on social media and participate in the Best of Preppy Awards. We're on round two right now, and I'd love to hear your favorites. You can find the link to do so through the social media pages. Now let's get talking with Kylie. All right, so why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hi, I'm Kylie. I'm the designer and founder of my startup clothing brand, Liam Smith. Um, I am a mom to my son, Liam. Smith, and that's where the name originated from. Um, I live right now in Illinois. Um, Prior to COVID, we were traveling a lot to New York City and LA to work on the brand. Um, We have went a few times, but pretty much just in Illinois right now. And yeah, so I'm a female founder of the brand and a mom, and I stay home with Liam and just work on the business. Awesome. So now, have you always had an interest in fashion or design or entrepreneurship? Um, Really talk to us about, you know, what your childhood was like, what it was like growing up. And did you grow up then in Illinois too, or where did you grow up? I did. So I grew up in the Midwest in Illinois. Um, My dad is a farmer. My mom was a teacher. So pretty standard um, in the Midwest. I had always known I wanted to leave the Midwest and go to the city. I am definitely a city girl at heart. I love traveling and, um, just the whole coming from a small town, the city life was definitely something that I was interested in. And, um, I went to college for a few years and then, um, just, I was going into teaching and then nursing and I just knew it was nothing that I wanted to do. So I backed off for a little bit and I started working at a local boutique here in, um, in our small town. And that's kind of when I, I loved fashion already. And I had planned to go off to fashion school, actually in Missouri, there was an all women's college. Um, but then I got pregnant with my son. And so that just kind of, that I wasn't going to college anymore. And, um, I kind of quit working at the boutique and I went into nursing school I went back to nursing school because I just, I was stuck. And um, one day yeah. I was just reading books to my son. And it was actually funny. It was a book called, um, it was a Dr. Seuss book. Um, oh mm-hmm. gosh, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but it was just about chasing dreams. And I was, I've been wanting to yeah. teach him to chase his dreams living in the Midwest. Um, but with me not doing that, it just, it didn't feel right. So um, yeah, I just flew to New York City. Um, it was in June of 2019, and that's kind of when everything started. A little crazy. Oh, my story. gosh. I love that. Leah's story. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fun, though. Um, so yeah. it sounds like you've always sort of had an interest in fashion and um, 
but that that reading that book to your son really put the fire under you yeah. to get things well, moving with your I own always, brand, right? Yeah. So I always I loved fashion, especially working in in a boutique. I loved it, but that was more of the fast fashion world, and I knew that that's mm-hmm. not where I wanted to stay. I loved the slow fashion, designer fashion. Um, you know, our brand is sustainable. It's organic fabric, so I loved the garment life from the start to the finish. And, um, yeah, so I knew that's where I wanted to be. I just wasn't for sure how to get there, having a newborn at home, living in the Midwest. Um, but I truly think that if, you know, it's your passion and your dream, and if you j- you just figure it out, I Googled, Googled the factory in New York, and I found one, and it just went from there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about that. So you had this idea, um, always in the back of your head, and then – you know, the book kind of put the fire under you to get started with it. Um, So what were some of the first steps? So you just went to Google and sort of looked up some factories. And then did you start sketching some designs? Like talk me through a little bit about some of the first steps to getting the brand um, going. Yeah. So I was actually working, um, I was going to nursing school and I was working Mm -hmm. at our local bank. Um, and I had a newborn. So, and I just knew that that wasn't where I was meant to be. I'm too creative. And so at nighttime, after I'd put Liam to sleep, I would just, I'd get on Google and I would just start Googling, you know, how to start a fashion brand, um, how to start your own clothing brand. And then from there, I knew that, you know, obviously the first step is to find a factory that will work with you. So I just put into Google factory in New York City, in New York City. And I, I think I had to pay, I had to pay for this plan for them to show me all the factories and garment district. And um, yeah, I found one and I just started cold calling and they were interested. And I told them my vision for the brand. I told them exactly what I wanted and where I was from. And I was a female founder, I was a mom. And I don't technically like the term female founder, but I always use it. And yeah, (laughs) they just told me to come out. I was more than welcome to come out and meet with them. And from there, I always, I didn't have my designs on, paper because to be honest I'm not the best drawer okay. and I, I had but I had the vision in my head you know what I mean I knew what I wanted mm-hmm. and where I wanted to start and I knew as you know didn't have much funding so I'd have to start small and so that's where Liam Smith Spring 21 essentially is it's our kind of who we are it's our staple pieces and as the collection mm-hmm. grows our next collection you know we'll get into dresses and all of that stuff but this first collection is our staple pieces so i knew i wanted to start small i wanted to start with who we were as a brand and then grow from there because we didn't have a lot of funding to you know have a bunch of pieces in the collection so yeah and i um from when i flew out to new york city i still had the vision in my head and i met with a um technical drawer um a cad he was just a guy that I met mm-hmm. on work. It's a program that you use to find freelancers. And I told him what I wanted. And we just worked together for two days in New York, um, getting my designs in my head onto a computer. And that's what I took to the factory. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. First of all, to have the gumption to go out there and pursue your dream and you know, it sounded like for a while you were balancing a lot being a mom and working yeah. full time and then working on this. Um, so congratulations. Thank you. And to how would you to backtrack go ahead. a little bit though? I did end up quitting going to school. I just told them, you know, it's not for me. And then I did um end up quitting my bank job. <laughs> and so it was okay. just 
one day I told Adam, which is Liam's dad, and we're engaged now to get married in July. And uh, I just told him, you know, like, I'm going. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he said he'd stay home. He stayed home with Liam. My mom, his grandma's helped. And yeah, so it takes a good family. Wow, though. that's a good support. Yeah. Definitely. You need your team behind you. <laughs> so now how would you describe Liam Smith, the brand, to someone who's not familiar with it yet? Like, how would you sum that up in a sentence or two? So it's classic, timeless, preppy pieces for the modern family. Um, this first collection, Spring 21, we are women's and kids. Um, so yeah, we're for the family. And I do come from a farm family. So sustainability in organics, um, all produced in the USA, um, was definitely important to me. Definitely. So now, um, once you're in New York and you're working with your factory and then you have your sketches of your designs, what were some of the next steps? Like, did you go back and forth on the design a little bit once the first samples were produced? Um, you know, obviously you said made in the USA is important to you. And I think I read somewhere on your website, the fabrics too, um, have an important role. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, how did you select your fabrics and, um, what were the next steps in terms of once you got your first samples, like working through fit and developing your website? Like what were the next steps then? Oh my. So it's, it's so much (laughs) coming down. So when I was out in New York that first time, my factory, they were just amazing to me as a startup. You know, I went there by myself. Um, I had no one else with me. Um, I remember the Uber dropped me off and, you know, factories Mm -hmm. aren't glamorous. And I think that that's kind of what people need to know. The fashion industry behind is not glamorous. And I was just this girl getting dropped off and the Uber driver looked at me and he said, um, I'm really not comfortable, comfortable dropping you off here. And I'm like, well, this is, this is my factory and this is where I need to be. And he's like, I'm going to wait until you get, get inside. Cause it, it, they are, you know, they're not in the nicest of places. They're behind, you know, mm-hmm. walls. And, um, anyway, ended up being, I worked with the best people and they, I showed them my designs and I said, I, I need help to go from here. And she said, well, you need the first, next thing you need is fabric and, um, buttons, you know, to finish your garments and stuff like that. And so she sent me, um, down to garment district and obviously I went into mood. Everyone in fashion world knows what mood is in New York city. It's a fabric supplier, but they are not wholesale. So, you know, it just wasn't going to work. So I had to find wholesale fabric vendors and it just so happened that the big fabric vendor in New York City, um, the big show they do at Javits Center, was two weeks before. So they weren't going to have another huge trade show again till the to the following season. So I had to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so our first sample initially was made out of fabrics um, that I did not love. And the first sample that we did with our New York factory looks nothing like the garments today. Cause I remember when I went there and saw them, like, you know, it was just heartache. I'm like, that is not what I was imagining. So I had to go, find, <laughs> so I had to go find new fabric. And what's funny is I always knew from a farm family that I wanted American made fabric. So our clothing is made out of cotton. And so I wanted the cotton organic and I wanted. I wanted it grown in the United States by American farmers. And um, so, yeah, when that first sample came out and it just looked nothing like what it does today, um, I just started over again. I just 
I was like, you know what, I'm going to find the fabrics that I want and I want them to be organic cotton made in the USA. And so we just started basically over again. And then the next sample looked closer to what I wanted to, wanted it to look like. And then by the third sample, it finally came like, that's what I want. So it definitely, I mean, sample after sample to get, to get out there. Definitely. Now, in terms of design, where do you find inspiration for your pieces and just the brand in general? Like, where were you looking for inspiration and who or what were some of the inspiration pieces there? Yeah, so I def- try- we go to Naples, Florida a lot and going to New York and the East Coast um, as frequent travelers. I've always loved the lifestyle and just being in New York, I loved just the lifestyle of the East coast. It's so much different than, you know, the Midwest. And, um, so I found inspiration in just people of the East coast, you know, they're just so preppy and modern and they're, they're just so classic and timeless looking. And I I found inspiration in that. And so I knew starting small that this first collection, I wanted it to be East coast staple pieces, um, classic and timeless and elegant that, you know, it literally, these pieces will take you season after season. It's not just a spring, summer line, you know, it's our staple pieces that can be for winter, for fall. And um, to start out with, I wanted people to know who we were. And so that's where I got inspiration from was just the people of the East Coast. You know, I love Princess Diana and she was always classic and timeless. She always had, um, you know, classic pieces on. She wasn't, you know, I just loved that about her. And then you know, Audrey, just people from the past, like Audrey Hepburn and just people like that. I just really found inspiration from, and you know, from as a fashion designer, I obviously look up to other fashion designers and I love Tori Birch. I love that she's a female and she's a mom and she has a son. She has sons. And I just, her clothes, like her, what her style, I love just the classic of her style. So yeah, I take away a lot from everything that I see basically is kind of what made this first brand. Definitely. I love that you're inspired by the East Coast. I am a Pennsylvania uh, East Coaster born and raised and actually Tori Birch, she um, lived here for a while. Chris is from the area. So that's funny. (laughs) Very cool. Another thing that kind of inspired me because I wondered how I was going to start a brand and, you know, have to travel back and forth to New York a lot, you know, have raising a family in the Midwest. And I listened to one of her podcasts and she said that she was from Pennsylvania and she would travel frequently when she first started. So, yeah, that's, and I'm like, well, I can definitely do that too then. And you have to start somewhere. Yeah, I love that. Those are, I mean, she's a great person to look up to in terms of business. And who doesn't love Audrey Hepburn and Princess Diana, you know? Yeah. Um, So now you have your pieces, you have, you're ready to launch your collection. Now, how did you spread the word to get information out about your business? What were some of your marketing techniques? Um, How'd you get the word out, really? Because some of your pieces are already sold out, and I feel like you just launched even. <laughs> yeah. So we launched February, February 27th, so it's been a few weeks now. And um, so we were supposed to – I started this brand in spring of 20, 2019, and we were supposed to launch in spring of twenty. And obviously, you know what happened in spring of 20. COVID broke out. Yes. We, we were supposed to launch mid-March. 
Um, but our factory, the production was running behind. So then it was going to be the beginning of April. And um, we were very close to finishing production when COVID, you know, broke out and the world shut down. And so it shut our factories down in New York and LA. And um, so we just couldn't launch then. And I think we finally got production back with the factories opening back up in August of 20. And so I just said, you know, as a spring line, I'm going to launch this right. And we're just going to wait until spring of 21. And we can launch early in February now. We can take our time with the photo shoot. We can take our time with marketing now. You know, we're not going to be rushed. And so everything mm-hmm. just ended up working out. And I got a few months at home with my son doing absolutely nothing, which I needed after, you know, working my butt, up, butt off as a startup. And um, and so I just, for the few months that I had, I just reached out to influencers. I think influencers are huge, um, you know, in the age of social media. And finding the right influencers for sure, because you can, there's a lot of influencers out there, but you need to find the influencers that really match your brand and who you are. And so I just reached Mm -hmm. out to who I felt Liam Smith was as a brand and we reached out to them. And then from there, um, you know, we're not, we're directly DTC. So we're all online, a website, liamsmithinmy.com. And so I knew to get traffic to that. I needed help with influencers to get the word out. And I also am huge on, I don't think that storefront retail is dead. I think as a startup, it's mm-hmm. still alive. So find, finding um, pop-ups, and I'm still interested in doing more pop-ups. We did a pop-up out in Palm Beach um, the day before launch, um, you know, to get the oh, word cool. out. And so we're, we plan to do more pop-ups um, in Connecticut, in the Hamptons, and up north more this spring, which we're still working on. So, and I, yeah, so I think, Very fun. yeah, I think influencers, I think pop-ups, um, you know, trying to get your brand onto the world. I think all of that is very special. And I even, I made magazines, um, Landsmith magazines mm-hmm. that I sent out to editors that I sent out to, um, you know, just more bigger influencers. So I think you just have to get creative and get scrappy as a startup and not a known startup. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So now what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far? I mean, obviously COVID, but what would you say has been the hardest part? Definitely getting out into the world. Um, So we want, you know, just getting your product out to the, you you get what I'm saying? Like getting product out into the world, getting people to know who Liam Smith is and um, I'm a big, I smart, I support small startups and I, so I'm just big on supporting small businesses and I'm trying to get the word out there to support small businesses, you know, um, and to trust them, you know, most of the time, small businesses are, um, you know, women behind the scenes working as moms, you know, working double jobs to try to get their business and their dreams onto the world. So I think trying to get product out to people. Um, get people to our social media and to see who we are and who we're going to be. Um, You know, Liam Smith Spring 21 is just our first collection. We have so much more to offer and that will come. So just basically trying to get it out into the world and get people to work with you as a small startup. Mm -hmm. For sure. Now on the flip side to that, what would you say has been your greatest success or what are you most proud of in terms of um, your business and brand? Definitely for the business, 
you know, I just it's just been such a long, hard couple of years <laughs> as a startup, you know, with COVID and stuff. So I'm just proud that we launched we launched the brand finally because um, just we we were a startup business in the age of COVID and it didn't work out for us to start, you know, to launch in 2020. And so I'm just proud that we launched in spring and um, just how hard that I worked to get the brand out there. So I'm proud that, you know, that we got on into influencers and that they love it. Um, I think that that can be such a hard thing is to get it to influencers, but to actually get them to wear and like, and like it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, proud that. I'm proud that they like it and they see who we are and they see that it's a product that's um, worth what it costs, you know? It's, it's- Definitely. Now, to that effect, then, who would you say is like a royal or celebrity or an influencer that you wish would wear your products and um, love your brand and get product to them? All right. So this could be it's in the age of the Meghan Markle interview. I definitely am a Meghan Markle Markle fan. So and we are a woman in children's line this spring of 21. And so for her and her son to wear mm-hmm. it would be amazing. And um, I'm obviously, you know, I'm a Princess Diana fan. So, um, yeah, her grand, her, her son and um, her grandchild, I would love for Meghan Markle to wear it with her son, Archie. So Definitely. I could see her wearing it. She yeah. loves like a blazer. So I definitely could yes. see that in a crisp button down. Her, um, like it with an Oxford with a skirt or an Oxford, you know, over a dress. She's always incorporating staple pieces into her everyday outfit. So, yeah. Definitely. Now, so you're a mom and an entrepreneur. What's one tip that you have um, for balancing that you could give someone? Definitely finding a balance. Um, So I found, obviously, in the startup days of this business, you know, even today, I still don't have it figured out. I don't know when I will have it figured out is managing (laughs) your time. So I try to wake up at five. So that gives me about two hours to work before Liam wakes up to get, you know, our first Instagram post out for the day, Facebook post out for the day, um, email marketing out for the day, because I do all the I wear all the hats here. So um, and then I try to work on it for an hour or so when he goes to bed, finishing up. And then we still have I still try to do a nap time. So in nap time, I try to get orders shipped out for the day. Um, so definitely finding the balance because um, it's definitely hard as a startup doing everything on your own, finding that balance of, and still being present um, with, your, with your children in your life. I found that some days it's like, have I looked up for my computer or my phone today? <laughs> for sure. So since this is the Preppy podcast, um, what does Preppy mean to you? How would you describe it in a sentence or two? So Preppy to me means, um, I mean, it means fashion. It means, I, I feel like Preppy to me is like our scarves. Um, Preppy to me is, you know, East Coast. I don't know. I just feel like the Preppy fa- uh, fashion is just really the East Coast lifestyle. I mean, I've traveled to the West Coast. So it's definitely more relaxed. And and um, so I just, that's one reason why I call it the East Coast, Liam Smith East Coast, because it is a preppy lifestyle brand. And um, yeah, so I just think that fashion really, right now anyways, preppy to me means preppy fa- fra- uh, 
fashion for sure. Mm -hmm. And like the influencers that we've partnered, partnered with, they all kind of have that preppy twist. And um, so it's just who they are. And it truly is a lifestyle. And that's who we're trying to make Liam Smith be is the Liam Smith lifestyle. You know, it's not, it's really not just a look, it is a lifestyle. And I think it's the East Coast lifestyle for sure. Definitely. So now I have some fun short answer questions that we'll go through. So my first is, what's your go-to drink order? It could be, you know, your Starbucks or coffee or tea order, or it could be a fun cocktail or wine. Um, what's your go-to drink order? Black coffee or a black Americano and a lemon water. Awesome. So you need that caffeine. <laughs> the caffeine, and I'm, I don't like sweet drinks, so. Got it. What's the last thing you read? Do you read blog posts or uh, books, whether it's pleasure or business? Like, what's the last thing you've read? I think I read, the last thing I read was this morning an article um, about Meghan Markle, I believe. <laughs> an article on, I love that. And then on Google, on Google News, and I read it. I, t- I tell you what, that's I fun. It with the Royals, I guess. <laughs> what's your favorite thing to do with your son what do you guys like to do together be outside go on adventures that's what he calls it when we go outside go that's outside. so sweet so liam actually where's your favorite on a farm oh, go ahead we live on a farm so definitely oh. on the farm that's awesome that's really fun especially for a little boy mm-hmm Where's your favorite East Coast spot? New York City, for sure. I'm a, I'm a city girl at heart. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what's one thing you can't wait for this spring or summer? Something that you're so excited to do? Um, I'm getting married. Oh, yeah. Where are you getting married? Uh, on our ranch. So my mom and my stepdad, oh. stepdad have a horse ranch. So we're getting married. It's like a backyard wedding. That's so sweet. I'm sure that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. So now, can you give any sneak peeks or what's next for your brand? Anything that you can tell people to look out for that's coming up, whether it's, you know, a summer collection or in the fall or new style, something like that? Yeah. So on our website is liamsmithnewyork.com and my.com. And right now you can find our staple pieces, our Spring 21 collection, And starting uh, mid-July, we're going to start working on our next collection. So just follow us on on our website, follow us on our Instagram, Liam Smith NY, and yeah, you can follow along as we grow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kylie. It was so great talking to you and learning more about your brand. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.